Well, hey, welcome to another episode of the No Name Podcast. And <laughs> Death Champion. We need to upload the first one so we can get a name for it. <laughs> it's fine. We're going to go with No Name for now. No Name Podcast. Yeah, we'll announce the winner in three weeks. So... <laughs> Not not from now, but when this when it your airs, prize will already airs. be yeah. spent and lost in the yeah. pocket. So let's <laughs> let's That's jump right into this podcast. All right. So the topic today is if you don't prepare, you repair. I had a college professor; he would always say that. Hmm. So what was what's a moment in your life you've experienced that uh, you know that truth? Nosey goes. <laughs> oh, that's <What's>... dumb. <laughs> um, I gotta think on that one. Yeah, a lot of times in my life I've been there. <laughs> Good answer. Oh man, do you have a particular story you could share with us? Yeah, <laughs> I've got a few. How about you pick one? You want to pick one for me? <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I, I got one. <laughs> I do have one. It involves a passport in Russia. Yeah, and uh, I was prepared. You were rushing, yeah. uh, because you were in Russia. <laughs> did you see what I just did I there? Did. Oh my god! <laughs> and because. I think I was trying to help you, and you were getting mad at me because I was trying to <sighs> help you, but you knew what you. You ran out onto a train station platform with like police and security guards chasing you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was uh, that was more about me creating an experience for for you. <laughs> Wait, so what happened? Than it was so context. Yeah, Andrew had this, Andrew had this great idea that we were going to go see the Red Square, and I was like, yeah, I don't really care, whatever. And so we went to go see the Red Square, and you had to get on a bus, and then you had to get on a train, or maybe it was the other way around. I don't remember. But, well, yeah, you had to get on a train and then train a bus. Train first, yeah. Yeah, because we get on the train, and it's, like, hot on there, and I'm wearing my big coat that I had for Co- or Costa Rica, for <laughs> Russia. And uh, so I took it off, right, and I set it in the seat. Well, my passport was in the inside pocket. And so... Um, we get to the train station and we go in to buy our tickets to get on the bus and you have to have your passport. So I went to pull my passport out of my coat and it wasn't there. I was like, Ooh, no. I looked at Andrew and I'm like, my passport, I lost my passport. It's not in my pocket. And he's like, are you serious? And I'm like, yeah. He goes, what are you going to do? I'm like, well, I guess I'm going to go <laughs> check the train. I don't know. But the thing is, is they block off all the places for you to go through. And then as it's like they, an airport, you know, like yeah. once you go through. And they tell you, like, to not go through these other areas. And so I'm just like, whatever, I'm going. You know, I don't know. What else are you going to do? It's my passport, right? So I start to truck through this area, and <clears throat> guy, like, stops me. And I'm like, my passport's on the train. And he didn't speak uh, he didn't speak English, but he understood. So I, like, run over there, and I'm t- trying to tell the lady, like, where I was sitting and stuff. And she's like, eh, there's nothing there. There was some dude sitting there, and she's trying to get him to get up. And he's just like, no, I'm not moving. <laughs> and so I turn around, and I run back through the thing. And there's Andrew. He's like, did you find it? And I'm like, no. Nah. <laughs> so he's like, what are we going to do? I'm like, well, I guess we're going to find somebody. So we have to go. F- we go find this guy. And he's like a security guard. And I'm like, I'll just, maybe 
he speaks English. So I'm like, hey, do you speak English? And he says, no, but I speak Spanish. And I was like, yeah, right. So I start speaking to him in Spanish, and he legit spoke Spanish. Like better than Sean. Yeah. <laughs> like he was, <laughs> what? he was way better at speaking Spanish than I was. And so he takes me over to this little, the, the desk, and he's talking to these people in Russian, and then translating to me in Spanish. I'm speaking to him in Spanish, and he's translating to them in Russian. <laughs> and, and he's like, so, you know, the train... Is going back to Moscow, or not Moscow, but where wherever it came from. I don't even The remember. airport. Yeah, the airport. Well, it was Moscow. Like yeah. That. Yeah. So it's going back to the airport, but it's going to be back in like, you know, two hours. So just take it easy. <laughs> you know, they, they know that your passport's on there. They're looking for it. And so we go to this restaurant, and Andrew's like, hey, I'm just going to let you know. Like, you don't find your air, your passport. You're going to the embassy. I'm going to the Red Square. <laughs> I was like, okay, whatever. And by this time, I had like searched my bag and searched my bag. And Andrew's like, just just look again. And I'm like, you sound like my wife. Like, he's like, he's like, well, what would your wife do if she was here? I said, she would have searched it for me. That's what she would have done. <laughs> and he's like, just look again. So I was like, look in every pocket. Yeah. And you're so like, like, I put it right here in this pocket. <laughs> So I start like ripping stuff out of my bag and I'm like, see, it's not there. And then like I get to my coat, which is where I thought it was. It had two inside pockets and it was in the other one. It was in <laughs> this <laughs> pocket. <laughs> right. Here. So it was there the entire time. And uh, oh, so, so we, then, <clears throat> we spent like two hours yeah. in the train station. Oh, that's terrible. Just to find And, and he pocket. had his passport the whole time. The greatest part of the entire thing was... When I found it, my eyes were like, and he's like, he's like, what? I'm like, it's in this pocket. And he's like, I think I said, I want to punch you right now. That's exactly, he goes, I want to punch you in the face. He did say today, have you ever just wanted to hit somebody that was going to hit Sean? Yeah. Uh. So, you know. So, but before all this started, I said, hey, make sure you have everything you need before we go. I had it. Yeah. But you weren't prepared for something you said in <laughs> Russia? No, I was prepared for this. <laughs> I was trying to help Sean. <laughs> but, yeah. okay, so I've, I've done not that. But, like, I've, I've taken off and I have a, a philosophy about, like, pulling trailers. That if you can make it a, a mile, you can make it 100. So, like, a lot of times I'm like, yeah, let's grab a trailer and go get something. Well, that has, I have really bad luck pulling trailers behind vehicles and a lot of it's because i get in a hurry and bad things usually happen like blown tires you know almost wrecking vehicles stuff like that if you check the tire pressure of um you know the tires on the trail that goes a long way and making sure the axles are greased up and stuff like that so yeah just saying i pulled a trailer for him all the way down to alabama mm -hmm. he had quite the time getting that one back yeah, uh, two tires in like six hours of finding tires for it. Wasn't my trailer. No, but oh, man. anyway, we got it. We got it home. That wasn't really my fault. Mine. Let's hear story. Oh, you want me to go? Well, mine's different, but uh, mine was like so. I played college soccer, and they would always like send you with like a packet home during the summer to like do your cardio and all this stuff. And obviously, in the summer, you're like. Like 18, 19, you're like, I'm not going to do that. I'll be fine. Then you go into preseason, and you're like two weeks of preseason, 
and then you go into actual like season stuff and you're you know doing all your cardio so like first week you're going and you're like i feel pretty good you know from the summer and you just absolutely die mm-hmm. <laughs> you like throw up you're dizzy all this stuff until then so um if you do more cardio during the summer whatever prepared i would never, right. like be broken during that time mm-hmm. so that's a good one yeah yeah that's what i was pretty much all i could think of mm. i'm sure about you forgot my visa to israel <laughs> did you really yeah. oh man no they got me in line like they Uh-oh. got you yeah except they didn't have me mess with the guy at the front counter <laughs> that was pretty good that was that, a little bit that's sketchy. all on video we need to release that that is true we could release part of that it's hmm. hilarious i think one time the most the most frantic i've ever been because i didn't pack good enough because I live in Nashville, but a lot of my work is still back in Illinois. And so I just like have stuff in my car all the time for like gear and clothes. And I show up to a shoot and I thought I had everything. And oh, I know the story. It's great. And I only had, so I shoot on the Ninja, which has like a, a terabyte SSD card, which it can only work on that. So no other camera mm. can I, I can shoot on. And they really wanted drone footage. They were like wanting that. And then also I had to do a second angle. And so I'm like searching through my bag. Um, my drone SD card wasn't in there. I didn't know. I had no, uh, the carrier I have for my SD card that's supposed to have everything and extras isn't in my bag. And I'm freaking out because they're like, all right, let's get this drone up and we'll do this other stuff. And I'm like, what am I going to do? And I was like, I remember the guy there with me had a drone. And I'm like, hey, did you bring your drone today? And he's like, yeah, I actually brought it today for some reason. And I'm like, let me see it right now. And he's like, oh, you want to fly it? No, I just need to see some. I played it off so good. <laughs> and so I took the micro SD card out. I shoved it in my drone. I flew it on his card. And then I'm like, I didn't have a regular SD card to film on the second angle. And I'm like, I can't just have one angle because like you have to have two to cut back yeah, and yeah, forth. Yeah. And I luckily, he had an adapter or I had an adapter in his bag to put the micro SD card in to put it in the camera to film on. Oh, I, I was just so stressed out because I forgot just that one thing and I just wasn't prepared. That was the first time like on a shoot that I forgot something because you like you could forget a lens or something and get by. But if you yeah. forget something to film it on, you're just done. <laughs> yeah. And then you just got to tell them next time. <laughs> That's all you can do. So. I was really going to be like, hey, I'm going to have to come back and then you have and to repair that drone. relationship. <laughs> so, yeah, let's talk about how this like impacts bigger things because – we're we're shooting video and stuff here in Costa Rica right now for discipleship training for training leaders all this stuff and relationships are a big deal and so like when we plan stuff out as leaders it it's really important to be prepared for what we're going into mm. and i think a lot of times um we're talking about this the different cultures and how we you know, operate with one another and stuff. A lot of times it's viewed as like, if you make too many plans, um, you're not trusting the Holy spirit. Right. Mm -hmm. But my argument to that would be the Holy spirit works in us to help us to prepare as well. And so, yeah, God's sovereign and we hold our plans with open hands, but in the process of making plans, as we are following God and like the Holy spirit is allowing us to, see the vision of what we're trying to accomplish and we keep the big picture. So being prepared, I think as leaders uh, in general 
is a big deal because then it enables us to build relationships. And that's kind of like what you were saying with the, if you mess something up with somebody, like you're, you're going to lose trust because you weren't prepared. Mm -hmm. And when you lose trust, you lose relationship. Yep. Right. Yeah. I think that brings uh, like anxiety and different things also on top of all that stuff. Oh, I had anxiety. Oh, I believe (laughs) it. (laughs) Yeah. So have you guys seen that? Like, have you, uh, over promised and under delivered? Oh, that's the worst feeling ever. Right. Yeah. I like to I think, like under promise and over deliver. Oh yeah, that's the goal with all of our clients <laughs> too. Well, that's like a motto. Like you, yeah. you set these standards and you just o- always give more. Mm-hmm. And um, there's just been times with like just like friends or family like that's separate from work, and you get so busy in like work, and you forget you had something scheduled with your significant other, like a date, and you have to cancel, or like you're just not prepared, and you forget, and it just feels horrible because. I don't ever want somebody else, even if they're a friend to think like I value a client more or vice versa. Like I, everyone should be valued the same. And so I don't want them to feel like their time's not worth it. And so that's when I feel like hurt the most is like whenever, um, I just forget and I'm like, Oh, I was supposed to do that. And I just, it really hurts. It just bothers Mm -hmm. me a lot. Mm -hmm. And the crazy part is it's not like hard to prepare. It's just like, we don't, we don't do it sometimes. Or we have too much on our plate and we just forget to prepare or, Don't give it the time. Well, I mean, it's like, you know, you know, something's coming up and you have an idea of how you want it to go, but you don't like lay it out. Right. Mm -hmm. And so what happens when the day comes and there's stuff that, you know, that steals time away, (laughs) you know what I mean? And and so then in your mind is like, oh, we'll, we'll get it eventually. We'll get it eventually. We'll get it eventually. And then, and then it's like, man, that day's gone. And then you're like, oh man, that was not what I wanted it to be. Mm -hmm. You know, I've even found like in our, in our life groups, like a lot of times you have great intentions and you talk about doing this or that or whatever. Um, you know, and it's like, oh, we're going to this summer, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. We're going to do this. And then all of a sudden the summer's gone and you're like, (laughs) have we done anything? Yeah. We didn't do anything. You know, like we had all these plans in our minds, but we never put, uh, we never scheduled anything on a, on a calendar or, you know, did any of that. We talked about it a lot and then nothing happened, Mm -hmm. you know? And so there's a, there's a lot of that, like, man, being intentional, um, intentional with details, I think is, is really important, um, with every aspect of life as well as discipleship, because there's, you know, intentionality and relationship, um, which is what we've been seeing. Jose is very good at, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, um, he drove an hour and a half to go give this girl a cake that's in his, church up in Poas. You, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. maybe it wasn't an hour and a half, but he drove a long way. He was pretty far. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> to like be with that family and to intentionally set aside the, some time to let them know that, that they're important, mm-hmm. you know, and a part of a church and a part of a body. And yeah. So there's two, um, like leadership concepts that we t- talk about a lot is this idea of like proactive or reactive. And that's essentially the heart of this question is, you know, if you don't prepare, you repair. And so proactive intentionality 
is this idea that you are you have a goal, you have something you're trying to work towards, whether it's building relationships, you know, starting a church, building relationships in the community, whatever it might be. And so there's proactive intentionality steps that you would make. So one of the things I do is help people create pipelines, leadership pipelines, onboarding processes, stuff like that, in order to lay out a plan of intentionality to get you from here to there, right? Whereas reactive is going, oh, I'm, I'm in a situation, what do I do? And you're asking the question, like retroactive, how do I fix the situation I'm in mm. to get a desired result rather than saying, here's where we're going and here are the steps to get there. Yeah. And those two things, I mean, in life, if we can be proactive more often than not, things are going to usually, we're going we're gonna to see those road bumps. We're going to see those hiccups along the way before they come. Right. Whereas if we're always operating out of a reactive state, it's really hard to get ahead because you're always trying to play catch up and you're true. always trying to, you know, put out a fire or whatever it is. That's true in like marriage. It's true in business. It's true in ministry, all these different things. And so, yeah. <laughs> I feel like we're proactive with the speed bumps here. <laughs> they have got to slow down all the way right before we go over the bump. Well, we, so were re- we, we were reactive for a while though. <laughs> <laughs> we were reactive for a second. <laughs> that is true. They, they call them uh, dead policemen here, right? Well, yeah. <laughs> that's, oh, how it, yeah. that's how it translates into English. Muertos, yeah. 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 I, I told him, I said, Jose, like, you're, you're going to knock a hole in your, in your oil pan or your, <laughs> your transmission or something, man. So there's, there's five of us riding around in a, in like a 1989 Toyota Corolla. With all the gear in the With back. all of our gear and everything. And like, it is the lowest riding Toyota Corolla in this country. So <laughs> it's like slammed without being slammed. And it's yeah. also just <laughs> zipping around. Like there's no change in speed. We're just going. Even though there's stop signs here, yeah. no one follows them. It's just yeah. like, oh, the car in front of me is that's, going. I'm that's going. why they have the speed bumps, right? So, so the stop sign, it depends on if there's, <laughs> if there's a stop light and a stop sign, you, you go by the stop light. The uh, stop sign is when the power goes out. I'm serious. What if there's no stop light and just a stop sign? It's like you're supposed to stop, but it's more of a what they say, seda, which is like, yeah, yield. Pause. (laughs) Yeah, yield. Yeah. Yeah. I saw some people not pause (laughs) when we were filming today. But then when I first moved here, that kind of that kind of messed with me. You know, the stop light, stop sign, because you can just drive here, right? You don't have to go through class and. Uh, I'd oh. be like going to stop at a stop sign oh, and people would be like, burr, 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 burr. you know, like, what are you stopping for? The light's green. No like, license. Oh. Well, I mean, you're, you're you drive on your passport. Yeah. You drive on your passport and your U.S. Uh, driver's, driver's license. What's the age we're like when you were born here? Five. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's like 18. It's 18 actually. Yeah. Here, yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. But, it, but if you come from the U.S. and you're 16 years old and you have a passport that has a valid like, you know, on your stamp where they put the days on there. Mm-hmm. If you're within that, that time frame, you can drive. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's kind of scary. I would never have a 16-year-old drive. No. <laughs> Best place right. to learn. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Go back to the States and be you, like, eh, You definitely doing? learn to be, uh, well, you have to be both. You have to be aggressive, but you have to be uh, Proactive and too. So I was going to say, so here, that's a good illustration because uh, one of your 
favorite phrases that I've stolen from you and from the Marine Corps is, mm-hmm. you know, slow is smooth and smooth is fast. Yeah. And so that is a, um, that's a really good idea of being proactive because when we rush things, we become reactive. Yeah. Yeah. So, and well, you, when you're rushing, that's, yeah. That mm-hmm. Rushing to pack or leave for a trip. It's the worst. Like you're just trying to get everything, remember everything. And it's like true. You just, whatever test, it's like trying to cram everything in. So on this trip, because I decided to come at like the last minute and I packed like at the last minute. And my thought was, I think I know what I need. So I'm just going to put that in there. But here's my reactive. So that, that's my product. My reactive is, well, there's a Walmart, like, you know, (laughs) If, if all else fail, fails, like your I'll bag just, gets delayed, I'll just go to Walmart, <laughs> you know? And so we found my bag. Oh wait, it stopped recording. Oh jeez. <laughs> RIP. Okay. Well, that was fun until it wasn't. <laughs> Did we, I? I don't know. We ought to just, we ought to just like pick it up right where it is and be like, and this is exactly why you prepare <laughs> before you start a podcast. Very true. No, I think it just overheated. <laughs> well, the audio's still going. So yes. That's, hey, that's good. It says it's still recording on the camera. What? Huh. But it's definitely off. Is it, are you recording to both? The battery died. Dead battery. Those batteries are the worst. Hey, it, it says it's trick. full battery. I know. They just trick you sometimes and then you... It's not, it's not blinking no it, more. It said it was recording. No, it's not. So is the audio still going? Yeah. Yeah, still going to, yeah we're good to go. So we're going to put some B-roll here. and <laughs> um, But yeah, this is this is why you prepare, making sure your batteries are charged before you, you yeah. know. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> you also text me and said, hey, uh, make sure that the air mattresses blow up. I did. Make sure that, you we know, pillows. Jose, Jose didn't throw our pillows away. Yep. <laughs> Oh man. Yeah. So So at the end of the day, here's here's the thing is a little bit of intentionality goes a long way. Mm. Right? And that's something I think crosses multiple platforms as well, is having an idea of what needs to be done, slowing down, taking a minute, take a breath, figure out what you're trying to accomplish, and even if you break it down into a few small steps, you know, like three small things that you need to do, it's going to at least change your trajectory and start moving you in the right direction. Well, it makes it more possible too. Yeah. When you have so many things to do, and I've found this year, especially since like January, I've had way more than I've ever had in my life to like get done during a day. And I just had to, in the beginning it was like, it was overwhelming and you start to react to things. And then eventually you start to like pick out little things that are most important and then just taking it bit by bit and getting it done that way instead of jumping and like just thinking this whole huge thing has to get done and you get overwhelmed and yeah stress well he was talking about packing his bag last minute if i pack mine too early then i unpack it like five times Mm -hmm. because i'm like i think i might have forgot something (laughs) so i quit doing that and i pack last minute and i just shove it all in there and it's like "Hmm, i'm good yeah i packed about four hours before i came down to Indianapolis but I didn't have any time to but be, I, I did plan it out though so it was to be time. honest my wife actually set out my clothes this time so <laughs> that's awesome yeah 
<laughs> and she put them in. She put them in outfits, which I don't know, honey, if you put the gray shorts with this shirt because I took them all apart. But thanks. <laughs> I think that works. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. So there you go. I never call her honey either. That was weird. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, oh, that's, that's so good. Oh man, yeah. So, moral of the story is prepare. Yeah, make I mean, a plan. Yeah, and then you know you can always always change direction as you're moving. Yeah, it's so much easier to change and maneuver as you're moving rather than sitting still. And that's the thing, you know, that's one of the things that we did this year specifically with our life group because we were like, you know, talking about it and no dates worked for everybody. And it's like, let's just put this thing on the calendar. Let's say we're going to do it this date. And if it needs to, if we have to move it for some reason, we move it. But at least it's on the calendar and we're, we're working towards something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. And so, uh, thus far that's really worked well for us. So, yep. Man, you ever been water skiing? I have. It's kind of like water skiing. Yeah, you can't move direction to get going and get some speed. Yep. Ooh, that was. That once was you do, it's pretty smooth. Like once right. you figure it out, you can cut, turn, do all this stuff. But you're in the water, you're just sitting there. You can barely move because mm-hmm. you're in those skis. Yep. Maybe you'll do it one day. Oh no, the water skiing. Well, Probably better than you. Yeah. <laughs> Never mind. I think uh, I think we're gonna need like a you know TikTok challenge or something. <laughs> oh my! <laughs> he said TikTok. Instabangers. Actually, today I did catch him vlogging. We did. I did too. I did. Yeah. It what? was pretty great. Yeah. I'm vlogging. turning a new page. You know. <laughs> yeah. Vlogging. Huh? Yeah. He was vlogging. I'm so vlogging a GoPro. So you know this video. You should gets... get a GoPro and just vlog your life. Hey, 500 likes and he'll buy himself a GoPro. <laughs> 500 likes and Brother Dale is going to buy me. <laughs> a thousand likes and we'll buy him a GoPro. There you go. Damn. It's been it's been said. So Yeah. All right. Hey, vote on it. let's... Uh, <laughs> if that 50% said so. Uh, those 50% didn't say so. <laughs> but no, somebody owns 1% here, I'm pretty sure. Or yeah. it's out in the air somewhere. So. <laughs> this guy. This guy owns 1% of Brother Dale. So... Yeah. Make that known as well. <laughs> hey, thank you for <laughs> joining us on another episode of this podcast. The no make a plan. Make a plan. Start moving. Start executing. Yeah. Make a name before you make a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't prepare, you got to repair. All right. Later. <laughs> Death champion out. <laughs>